We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff! We have a liftoff! Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. The show about the show, the show within the show every week, even through these crazy times we're doing a job here on the PGP of trying to bring you behind the scenes of the show and how we're trying to pull this thing off. So you can always subscribe to us on the normal Apple iTunes, Apple podcast feed, radio.com, Stitcher, Spotify, or go to our website, cbsportsradio.com. You can listen to the DA show on demand. So Mraz joins me here. And now Mraz Yesterday, we had, I think, an all-time moment. If it's not a 12DA, I think it's got to be a stock, a stuck in the, the chimney where Bogish is doing his update, and you hear this buzzing sound get louder and louder and louder <laughs> to where I had to stop and say, is that a vacuum in the background? You start laughing immediately, so you knew where I was going on this. What did you think that sound was? The exact same thing as you. And at first, because the, the, the weirdness and the beauty all of it at the same time, DA, as you know, maybe the listener doesn't know, is we don't have eye contact with each other like we normally do in the studio. We all are, are in our different parts here doing this. So I hear this rumbling just like you are in real time, and I don't know that you hear it. And I am thinking to myself, is Bokish's wife running the vacuum right now? Because that was the sound. It sounded like a vacuum running. Yeah. I go, I go, I would be, if Danielle did this right now, I'd be mortified. And then (laughs) you call him out on it. And then once you hear it's the landscaper, I mean, that is where I just lose it. I lost it because I I wasn't sure if A, you were going to pretend you didn't hear it, or B, if you didn't hear it at all. Because you can just imagine that. Either the guy with a big lawn blower or leaf blower, rather, is just coming right up to your backyard doorstep. Or it's the guy in the giant zero-turn tractor who's just doing huge waves back and forth in your backyard and then it's coming really close to your back door. <laughs> either one of those images is perfect because we've all had that image either at our house, somebody else's house, or like on the golf course or at the park. Yes, and, and just putting ourselves in Bogus's point of view, you know, he has his setup on his desk, his microphone, everything, and he has to be thinking in real time, too, as the guy wheels up. 
please, I hope I'm the only one not hearing totally. this. Please, I hope the audience isn't hearing this. That moment of panic. Please, I hope the AM Raz aren't hearing that. So I think I thought of all of that at the same time. A, picturing it. B, what was going through Bogus's head. And C, is DA going to pick up on this? That part of it, to me, made it just the best. And I, I laughed about it all day long. I rewatched the video a couple times all day long. And it just encompasses kind of what we're trying to do on a daily basis and now the the odd obstacles we have to jump through while doing these shows the way we're doing them yeah people people love those moments because it brings them that dose of reality that we're actually having to do these from home these shows and that video got a ton of action on social media yesterday i think it's also hysterical because you can see my face, my eyes immediately go up like, wait a second, what is that sound? <laughs> right, like, right, my right. cat's ears are perking up. And then you could just imagine like this dude in a lawn, in a leaf blower outfit, just coming right up to Bogus's you know, back door and blowing the leaves or blowing grass clippings all over his backyard. Right, and he has no idea what Bogus does for a living or what he's doing at the time. He's thinking to himself, well, I'm still out here working during the social distancing. <laughs> Let me get this job done. And no, you know, no, no idea what's going on in this. Is homeschooling? Oh, no, there's a live radio show going on. It's just every part of it is perfect. And now I kind of, and I don't know if you feel this way, I kind of want to see now that the spring cleanup has happened, yeah. what the bogus yard is looking like. How yeah. good a job did they do? If we're going to be interrupted on the air like that, I need to see that it was worth the payoff. What, what's going on in the bogus backyard now? I'd like to see the bogus backyard. I really would. Have you come close to having any kind of ancillary sounds? What, what's the most scared you've been of a sound from your house getting out over the air? So, actually, it happened today. I made the mistake kind of absent of minded where uh, Taylor needed some clothes wash. So, I put on wash before I went to bed um, to get, you know, all her sleeping stuff and everything washed. But I realized that I had let it sit there overnight, so I needed to pretty much dry it immediately. So, I put on the dryer forgetting that my dryer gives an enormous buzzer when it's done almost like you've just violated the shot clock uh-huh. and the way i have have set up my internet connection is in my laundry room so uh-huh. i am only uh-huh. let's say 12 feet off my laundry room so that would be the closest like area near me so as the dryer i hear it getting close down i'm like oh no please go to break please go to break please yeah. go to break it was in the middle of us talking about something and luckily we had broke and 45 seconds later that shot clock buzzer went off and there was no way for me to rip off my headphones and run and stop it on my own because even if you stop it on your own oh. the buzzer goes off oh. so it was just i didn't even think of it i was just trying to okay yeah whatever i'll throw in the dryer real quick that's not a big deal not even re- and i realized and remembered that buzzer goes off it's going to be a problem it was a buzzer at the buzzer yes i couldn't you. believe it had we carried on 45 more seconds, it would have gone out over the air. I had two moments. Last week, the Bourbon Bell closed the door really hard in the hallway, not to my <laughs> office, but I think to either the bedroom door or the bathroom door. And I'm like, oh, my God, did, could you hear that? And you can see on the simulcast my head whip around. Like, what just happened? <laughs> what was that? And then the other thing was I was talking about on the air that we got a, that a, we got a kitten the other day. And so Rosie the cat, she started to Roosevelt. whine. Roosevelt the cat started to whine outside the door. So I said, okay, come in because I don't want cat whining happening outside the door. So she comes in and she is running roughshod. She's like 10 weeks old or something. She's running roughshod all over my office as I'm doing one of the interviews and I'm totally distracted. I mean, completely <laughs> 
distracted going, oh, don't walk on that. Oh, my God, don't knock over that lamp. Oh, no, please don't. No, don't walk on the set. So, <laughs> Well, did you do you know or remember which interview it was? Because now I'd like to go back and listen and see if I could pick up on you being, uh, being distracted. At I all. have to think about that. I have to go back and think about that. But it was earlier this week, and I'm like, oh, don't. No, don't walk there. No, don't. Don't. Okay. Back to the back to the interview at hand. <laughs> so we um we did another version of Mothership at the Movies. Get your popcorn ready. He got game. And I have to say, even though you didn't like he got game, neither did Bogish. I find this exercise to be very therapeutic. Watching something, jotting down notes, and talking about the sports aspect of it like it was a game. We did this last week about about um, blue chips. Blue chips. Did you feel the same thing about he got game? Yeah, yeah. I could separate the fact when I don't like a movie from where I'm breaking down sports. Yeah. Now, you could also argue maybe Bogish and myself might be more critical of the movie because we don't have anything else to be critical of, as I alluded to last week with Blue Chips when, when discuss, I'm watching TV shows and I'm getting mad at the way stuff is directed. So maybe if I was in the encompassing and watching all sports right now and I had an outlet to vent my frustrations, maybe I would have liked the actual movie aspect of it better. But, yeah, I find it great. I, I Literally watching watching that scene where Denzel Washington has his son as he's younger before obviously the accident happens and, and he's pushing him and the guy's sitting there going, don't do that, don't do that. And I'm watching the cop going, wow, can you believe he's coaching like this? I, I am actually watching as if he's really a father and son coaching that moment. So, again, something I wouldn't do because I'm analyzing the sports part of this. Okay, we didn't bring this up on the air. Do we think that the tough love coaching by Denzel Papa Shuttlesworth early on was validated because Jesus becomes the number one recruit in the nation. Yes. And I think the last scene that made absolutely no sense further proved that when Denzel launches the ball over the prison wall and somehow lands in the arena, I guess metaphorically, (laughs) at Big State. And I think that was the signal of, hey, I'm passing this on, but and Ray Allen's character, Jesus, obviously realizing all that you did for me before that, it's not forgotten as a father, I'm here because of you. That's the way I interpreted that. So, yes, I believe the tough love absolutely led to who Jesus Shuttlesworth was. Now, that is not to say anybody listening out here who has a young child and is trying to get them into sports, that doesn't mean go out to a basketball court and start pushing your son to the ground and do all of that. You need to find a happy medium and see what works for you. But that's an interesting question that the movie poses, you know, that – If you are a helicopter parent and you're driving and pushing and tough and you make your kid's life miserable, your kid might be miserable, but they might be better off for it in terms of sports. They might be more disciplined, more hardworking, more tough. So I think that that's kind of a – it's an interesting storyline that I don't know if you could do in 2020 as well because nowadays everyone's like, oh, my God, you could never parent like that. And in 1998, 22 years ago, maybe it's a little bit more accepted. Yes and no. I think that we all agree that you probably shouldn't be doing that as a parent. But I don't know necessarily you can't make a movie about it today because, let's face it, you shouldn't be doing it. But people are doing it every single day. But as you said, it it ends up being the best thing for Jesus Shuttlesworth. At the end, he does basically say thank you. Right. And I'm sure there will be people out there. I mean hate to go down this road. I can't believe we're bringing him up on a PGP like a Peter Schwartz who huh. 
would just love huh. to take pictures of his kids tagging out people at the plate and all of that. And, look, I'm not going to pretend that I've been to any of the Schwartz kid games, but uh-huh. it seems as if his older son Bradley is playing you know, national games as a center in junior high in Ohio. Now, whether that's uh-huh. done with Pete asking for freebies or whether he actually deserves it, I don't know. But Pete doesn't have any tough love on those kids whatsoever. They run rough shot, kind of like Rosie the Kitten. So I would say he's uh-huh. the opposite of Denzel Washington <laughs> as a parent, and I say that in a good way. And maybe Bradley is still talented at the center position. I don't know. Have you, number one, I I agree that this is just scratch an itch that I didn't realize was going to be this effective for me. I don't know if it's great radio. I think I would like listening. I always think about this. When we do segments, we try new ideas. We try new concepts. I'm like, would I like to listen to this? I don't know if I would love this segment because we just kind of drone on and on about a movie that's 20 years old. So I think it's good well, because I think we break it down like it's a sport event, a sporting event, so anybody could relate to it. Like when Bogus says he doesn't like the movie, it doesn't make any sense. That doesn't really, I think, help the listener because right. they're trying to look for, well, what's the meat of the analysis here? For you, you're really good at this. You're really good at taking a movie and breaking it down in real-life terms. Like when you did this for Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, a light bulb went off in my head. I'm like, Mraz is brilliant at this. When you're breaking down how realistic the dental school is in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, I'm like, this Makes is no really sense. this is really good. So this is why I knew you'd be really good at it. I don't think Bogus really quite gets it because you, it can't be about the directing of the film. It has to be about the sports of the film. Right, but you know what? This is a, obviously a segment that's going to grow every week here as what we are going through continues. But maybe there's room for both of that. You know, maybe okay. Bo- maybe Bogus's role fair. evolves as kind of the movie critic once you and I have broken okay. the sports okay. of it. Okay, I like that. And and there you have a little bit of the best of both worlds, right? So where I think this segment works and where I think you, you believe it as well is when when people listen to a sports radio show and they listen to us, look, obviously we say you come for the sports, stay for the nonsense. Right now we are delivering as much nonsense as possible oh, without yeah. actual games. But... You can't go a four-hour sports show during regular terms and not break down anything. It's what we are. It's what we've groomed to do. The nonsense has kind of grown with it. So I think when sports radio listeners listen to the DA show and they can hear us break down sports, even if it's fake and in a movie, that whets the appetite and the whistle Mm. of a lot of our listeners where they're still coming for however long they tune into the show, five minutes, 40 minutes, four hours. doesn't matter. But if they catch a part of us breaking down the sports – I think it's a nice refresher on what the chomps at their bit, especially if we continue to pick hit movies that the majority of the audience has either already seen are very memorable, or they make a point to say, you know what, I've always wanted to see that. I'm under quarantine. I'm going to make sure I see it if the guy's going to be talking about it the next day. So if they can play a part and they know what we're breaking down, I think it helps. And then I think... Everybody naturally, you can't just watch it and strictly go, I'm watching a game. You know it's a movie. There are going to be those listeners that are the bogishes of us that then become the movie critics. So I think there's room for both of that if both are executed and done well. And I can't be too hypocritical because you're right. Because when Bogish basically says, well, a lot of this didn't make sense, I did bring up the point that it's early April and they're swimming in a pool at the agent's house, which is not about sports. It's about the reality of it. So 
No, I th- that's true. I think Bogus is good to to counterbalance our really breakdown of the teeth of the sports of this. Right. I, and maybe that's the way we segregate it going forward as we're doing a live meeting. Me and you haven't seen each other face to face, so it's been very hard to talk like this. But maybe that's the way we do it. Okay, let's break down the sports. Bogus, let's bring you in uh, as the critique. What were the issues with the movie itself? Right. I think, I think that taste that covers everybody's tastes here. It's a good point. I just, I love looking at these films in this way. Like last night when I'm watching He Got Game, I flip it on, and my first thought is, okay, passively watch this film just to be entertained. So I'm just watching a movie. And then about 15 minutes in, I'm like, oh, I haven't jotted down any notes because I'm not critically thinking about the sports aspects of this. And so then I had to flip into that. And when you start thinking like that, it's kind of a fun game. It's a different way to train yourself to watch things. And so if you know, like, okay, I've got to be looking at this part of it. What's the sports part of it? Does this make sense in our world? What are these coaches doing? Like, I'm watching this, and and I could have just watched it and said, well, John Thompson's talking about Jesus Shuttlesworth. But once I flipped on the part of the brain, which is filter everything through real sports, it was, oh, this is a recruiting violation. You can't be talking about a recruit openly on SportsCenter. You just can't do it. So... That's the fun part of this to me, and I'm glad that we're doing it because I get a real rise out of it. Yeah, and and on that point, see, because we're thinking of it in sports terms and making sure breakdown, like I have taken notes on both these movies. I have my pork store notebook where I kind of had stuff throughout doing the pork store shows. I've broken that back out to do my movie notes, and I will be honest, He Got Game I actually watched in two parts. I watched a little on Monday night, an hour or so on Monday night. And then the last hour on Tuesday afternoon. And the reason I did that was because of my frustrations with the movie and the fact I had to get my daughter to bed and stuff like that. I didn't want to become distracted and lose anything from the sports angle. I didn't want to feel unprepared from a sports aspect. Now, under normal circumstances, watching a movie, I bite the bullet. Maybe I'll zone in, zone out if I don't love the movie. But that's where I think breaking down the sports helps. I had no problem hitting pause and going, I'm going to come back to this refreshed, recharged tomorrow. Forget the movie aspect parts that are frustrating me. Let's focus on the sports. And I and I thought that made for a better breakdown for me prospectively with the notes. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about keep doing this. I mean, I could do multiple ones per week, but I think it's good to just do one per week because then we can focus on one movie. Right. So I think a, a baseball one coming up next would be great because it's starting to feel like it should be baseball season. And there's so many, I would say, of the genres, yeah. um, I guess the sports. Baseball movies, to me, I feel like resonate with listeners and fans more. I feel like there's a lot more. And there's great football movies, great basketball movies. But for some reason, I feel like classic baseball movies, or really good baseball movies, are the sports movie that people would, would gravitate to the most. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a lot of good options. We'll pick one for next week. If you have suggestions for us, specifically a baseball movie, I think should be coming up next and a lighthearted movie as well, because we saw two kind of grimy movies and blue chips and he got game. <laughs> Let's do that. So just tweet at us and let us know your suggestion here. Another quarantine programming quirk is that without games going on, we can't really have insiders on. It doesn't. There's nothing to talk about for these insiders. So we normally have these analysts to talk about the games, and obviously there's no games. So we've had on some classic names to talk about their moments in history, the March Madness, the Madness of March series, which I've loved. But we've also opened ourselves up to much more creative guests that would have never been on the show otherwise. So the last couple of days, we had on a number of authors, And then we had on a video game developer. Now, I will say that I think 
that even though we wouldn't have normally done these interviews, I'm glad we had the space to do them. And I'll tell you why. I thought, specifically today, the stories from Voice of the Twins Dick Bremer of, you know, dating multiple girls during the World Series in 87 and going ice fishing and growing up and doing music disc jockeying in the 70s. <laughs> Playing a lot of ne- disco. Yeah, we would have. He hated disco. I would have never <laughs> known. Dick Bremer, Dick Brenner hated, hates disco. I thought that that was a really cool, colorful interview. And then we had on Brad Baluchian, who tracked down every player from a 1986 Topps Wax Pack baseball card pack, that I thought that that, again, is something we would never do, but it worked. So I think that in in an inadvertent way, we're having cool interviews on that would have never been on otherwise. Uh, I would agree with that. And... In a weird way, guest booking, I think, has become much more difficult from a producer standpoint, but also much more open-minded. I'm forwarding you a lot more pitches I may get that would normally I would just personally write off and be like, hey, this doesn't really fit, because right now I kind of feel like anything could go, but it really has to be whether your interest is. And I, as far as the NCAA stuff goes, I mean, I've spent, uh, and look, I strike out some days, and some days I've hit, I have combed over and gone through you know hoops and bounds of twitters and facebooks and trying to get guys hoping they answer going really creative routes to try to get some of these guests on march madness wise that uh i'm hoping that when we return to sports that this still has a little kick in my rear and allows me these avenues that i once needed you know when i first started i didn't have any contacts at all to continue to do that way and maybe make for better guests going forward with the show that's good. That's good to know. See, we are growing as a show in the middle of adversity. Have to be creative. I'll tell you what's going to get real creative. Tomorrow on the set, I'm going to have a bunch of different soaps. Okay? I am, <laughs> I am very, I'm very adamant about washing the hands. I think everybody should be washing over the hands, keeping the six feet of distance. I think we should also be taking our vitamins. Make sure your immune system is up. And I'm very adamant about this. And there is a soap that I absolutely love that I've been using called Fury Brothers Patriot Power Wash. And it's one of the soaps that Katie Lindedahl brought in. It's a hand soap. And it's got like an exfoliant in it. And it's got a great scent. And I just love it. And it w- makes me want to wash my hands. And I think it's really important that people do this. I'm, gonna, I'm going to position this on set. I've got three different soaps from them. They wow, sent the, me. the tiger with the sunglasses getting the boot? I think the Tiger with the Sunglasses might end up getting the boot, unfortunately. Oh, no. It's become a staple here. So now you're going to be watching us and be reminded to wash your hands as much as possible. You know, can we talk about something on the PGP now? You said that about washing your hands as much as possible, but you're set. Yeah. The one, I've been meaning to ask you this, and I haven't been able to, so I'm just going to do it on the PGP because, hey, what the heck? All rules mm-hmm. are off, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you, is that TV superimposed? From the studio, or do you now have the DA Show logo on a TV behind you? Yes, it's it's a TV that I set up behind me with the DA Show rotating logo. How did you get the logo? Did somebody mail you the drive from that we have in the studio with the logo? So, talk about behind the scenes. Uh, two Tuesdays ago, boy, maybe three Tuesdays. Yeah, now three Tuesdays ago, when the bosses basically said no more shows are going to emanate live from the studios. You guys have all got to be on remote. And they kind of said, okay, here's your Comrex box. 
to do it, and I was leaving the studio, my thought there was, I don't know when the next time I'm going to be in the studio is. This is going to be a long-term thing. I could just tell the way that the bosses were talking was, we'll see in a few months. So at that time, I snagged everything I could to make the home studio. I snagged the big head. I snagged the big DA show logo from the control room that's usually behind you and Pete. I saw that originally, right. And I snagged the DVD that we use of the rotating graphic. Okay, okay, because at the beginning there was no rotating graphic. You just had the DA show thing that was behind me and Pete. And I just I noticed that the other day at Donovan, I go, wait a minute, he's he's using a TV now? And I, I had thought maybe that was still running back in the studio, and Cap had gotten so clever that he was superimposing it behind you that maybe you would drop the green screen. I said, we're getting real high tech. What a job by Cap. Uh, and then I thought, wait, maybe he actually has a real TV back there. I wanted to know the answer to that, so I'm glad I, I'm glad I was I able bet to you Cap, I bet you Cap could do that, but it'll always be a really eerie moment for me. When I'm leaving the, the, uh, the building, it was kind of a, a cloudy, rainy day. And I am trying to haul down the street a giant DA show big head, (laughs) a giant uh, DA show logo, and everything going like, I don't know when I'm going to be back here. I don't know when we're going to be allowed to be back in the studios. And I got into the car and I just said, wow, I don't don't know when I'm going to be driving back into work. So I had like everything ready to go. And we, we didn't have – I didn't have the screen and the player set up the first two weeks. But now I got the screen, and now we can have the, the DA show rotating logo on the DVD. Well, you've done an excellent job, as eerie as it may have been. I think the set looks unbelievable, and I can't encourage people enough to, while you're home, maybe you normally don't listen to the show that way, to drive to watchda.com and, uh, and check it out. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's kind of crazy to watch all these high-end TV shows – on ESPN, on Fox, et cetera, that are millions of dollars of of equipment and production teams and producers and graphics and cameras. And, you know, you have everybody just, like, set up on a bad FaceTime on their laptop in the kitchen. Yes, yes. I'm like, okay, so... spice rack behind them, right? Yeah, like, me and Cap are ambitious, and he's a professional, and, you know, I know photo work enough, and I know shooting and camera stuff enough, but... Like, this is all stuff that we're doing on our own without much guidance. And I'm thinking, and they're letting Tom Kalashaw just be on FaceTime in his kitchen? Right. Like, on a, and so, like, people's faces are really close to the laptop, and the angle's all weird, and they're looking down, and everything looks just really awkward. And I'm going, well, me and Cap figured this out with a backdrop and lighting and, and tripods and we're doing this on a shoestring budget. If our shows were worth a million dollars, we would be able to figure it out even better than this. So I just think it's wild that like around the horn and, you know, all these ESPN shows are just people on their couch with no backdrop. It's ridiculous. It's wild. And you've pushed me a little bit. So, I mean, we're going to go even more behind the scenes. Kaplan has been in touch with me. And at some point this week, he wants to test something to maybe be able to get a shot to me back here when we talk. So, because of your basis of everything, I have been kind of gathering whatever memorabilia I do have and going through a checklist of does this work, does this not work. So uh-huh. if, we, if we do get to the point where Cap as the magic figures this thing out with me, uh, I'm going to have to try to compete for backdrops with what I got here. Well, you got a lot of memorabilia back there. 
I do, I do. Right now I'm looking at this this Super Bowl champions picture I have with every helmet from every Super Bowl logo and stuff like that. Ooh, that's uh, good. That's a good one. I got like a classic Yankee Stadium picture behind me. I also have the framed, the DA Show 30 jerseys, 39 jersey from the Giants that will have to make its way to the backdrop as well. So I got Boise State. I have a big potato with the Boise State logo. I got plenty of stuff that I'm looking to work in if Kaplan and I can figure this thing out uh, to hopefully join you on the simulcast at some point in the near future. That's good action. I like that. I will say that I think the show's been pretty good despite the quarantine and no sports, but I do sometimes get a little anxious about, boy, are we doing this for another two months? Are we really going to have no games for like four to six weeks? I mean, we're not going to have games in April. Yeah. I don't Um, think we're going to have games for the first half of May minimum. I mean, it sounds like maybe June 1 we could start thinking about it, but that's a lot of DA shows without games. It is. I'm just trying to take this one day at a time, and that's why I'm really excited about the NFL draft because I think that's going to provide us plenty of content. When that comes, yeah, and look, I I know everybody's scared and nervous, whatever. I am locked into the news, and you want to talk about me reading, DA. I have never read more in my life than Mm. I do articles about the coronavirus and timelines and graphs and all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, look, my educated guess is probably right around where you are. I think we, at some point in May, will see light. We will see light, and whether that is retraining camps being organized, some kind of spring training for baseball being organized, but I believe, in my heart of hearts, by June 1st, we will see a professional sporting event that we could talk about. I would agree with that. I think this is. I think April starting now is the last really difficult month, not in terms of the, the virus itself, but in terms of not having anything to look forward to. It's not realistic to think anything goes back to normal in April, so you know you just got to have to eat the next month. Right. But once we turn the page to May, I think you see some some bright silver linings on the horizon. Exactly. And look, just get there. Every day we're all in this together. Head down, we'll get there. We'll have our laughs along the way. We're going to look back a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, two months from now, and look back at all these shows and go, do you remember that time I was sitting on an air hockey table and DA had a tiger with his glasses on? <laughs> <laughs> and Pete Pete was screaming, breaking our ears. We're, we're going to look back and we're going to laugh at those times and just know that we got through them together. Pete's doing a WrestleMania preview podcast. We're going to talk to him about it next. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was released on Tuesday. I encourage everybody who is a wrestling fan. I know I've bashed you before, but go check out Pete's work. Good for Pete, putting out a little extra content. All right. Very good, Moraz. I appreciate it. Take care, DA. All right, welcome into Side B of the PGP in a very special week this week because not only is there the Permission Granted podcast, there is also a WrestleMania preview podcast done by our very own resident wrestling aficionado, Pete the Body Bellotti. Pete the Body, how are you? I am well. I am a wrestling nut, yes. Uh, wrestling nut. Now, you co-hosted this. Who is your co-host on it? Uh, Kurt Semder. He is a news anchor in New- in the New York Tri-State area. And another fellow wrestling fan and a, and a good friend of mine. He was in my wedding party as well. Okay. All right. Very good. So WrestleMania is still on, and this is going to be Saturday and Sunday? Yes. They made it two days after everything had gone down with the with the coronavirus and with uh, them not, moving out of Raymond James Stadium. Now they're doing it all in the WWE Performance Center. Okay. So, th- so this is on their campus in Stanford, Connecticut? No, this is in Orlando, Florida. So they're in Orlando, and so how are they going to pull this thing off? What, is this, what does this look like on Saturday and Sunday? Uh, a lot of us don't know. Uh, they say it's going to be filmed in multiple locations, so we get the sense there's a couple of gimmick-type matches where 
Some things will be filmed like a movie. So I, you can see some of those matches happen like that. Uh, in terms of the action that happens in Orlando, you can see a lot of a lot of just um, video walls, a lot of just production, like it's filmed for a television show rather than an in-arena experience. Okay, so do you think it's going to look weird, abnormal, or do you think because wrestling such a television production anyway, it might not seem so weird? Uh, I don't think it'll look weird. I, I think they have the time because they actually filmed this, this uh, I would say, last week. They filmed it last week. So, oh, it's already been done. Yes, it's already been done. It's oh, not going to be live. Wow. Yeah, not going to be live. So they have time to go in post production and uh-huh. put everything together. I think from that standpoint, they're the best in terms of live taking live to tape and making it look good. So I, I can see them I see it looking good from a television standpoint. It might look weird to wrestling fans, though. Right, so it'll be more of a television show than it will be a big event. Yes, and you already see it with their productions the last couple of weeks on Monday Night Raw and on Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, a lot of stuff looks like it's been pre, pre have, has been edited and cut up to make it, make it look good. It looks like it's a television show. Okay, okay, so this is interesting. And you also on this preview podcast, how long did it run? About 40 minutes. Okay. So in 40 minutes, you also had some transitions, I understand, from some DA show legends in Familiar Faces, right? Yes, we had a, a couple of guest appearances uh, talking about their favorite WrestleMania moments. One is Katie Linendahl. And a lot, and the funny part about those uh, transitions that we did, uh, the memorable moments that a couple of these people thought of were of a WrestleMania that is not really regarded highly. I ah. enjoyed it. But they they seem to enjoy it themselves too. But so that was interesting. Okay, so this is kind of like me loving a random Week 14 game from 1987. Correct, or, or uh, you loving the 499 movie in the bin rather than the top <laughs> okay. hit on Netflix. <laughs> right, right. Okay, all right. Good. So this is going to be good. I'm I'm interested to see how the download numbers are. If you're a wrestling fan, I highly encourage you not only to listen to it but pass it along to your friends. Let them know that. We here on the DA Show have our very own WrestleMania preview podcast. And let's see how this does. Let's circulate it around and see what the feedback is. Because if you get good feedback, maybe we'll do this for other big wrestle, wrestling events. Yeah, just you have, to, you have to plant the seed in order for it to grow. So I, it's something that I'm really looking forward to seeing the reaction to. And look, it's, it's the first one that we're doing. And I'm looking to build on it and to improve on, on, on the whole uh, production as well, add more to it, and hopefully we could do some more down the line. Tell me about AEW. This is the rival league now that has popped up, the rival circuit, and this is the one that Taz is doing analysis for, right? Correct, yes. Okay, so how has this gone? Because it, it seemed like, and I'm just on the outside, it seemed like a couple of months ago when this idea was being floated, there's a lot of wrestling fans on social media that was re- they were really hyped about this. They wanted some competition for WWE. How's it how's it been going the last three uh, months? I think it's great for the wrestling business, and it's great for the purest wrestling fan. The AEW appeals more to the purest wrestling fan, more to the fan that's, that's going to watch it no matter what. And uh, they've gone more traditional in terms of uh, how they do storylines, how they, how they do the in-ring action. And I enjoy it. I enjoy everything they've done. They're always looking to do something different, which I think helps them as well. So 
you think that it has some long-term legs? Oh, of course. They have the they had the financial backing of the cons. Uh, Tony Khan is in charge of the promotion, and and that's a lot of money. That's Jacksonville Jaguars money. So I I could see this promotion really having some legs, especially with the connection with TNT and uh, the Turner Network as well. They have a TV contract, which is a big thing in wrestling. If you have a TV contract and you have the money, you'll be able to get the talent and build the promotion and and get the smart minds in in the office to to really get the job done. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay, very good. Well, I'm looking forward to listening to this. Like I said, wrestling fans, check it out. It is a separate podcast this week. It's the PGP WrestleMania preview special hosted by Pete the Body Bilotti. One other thing before I let you go, you're at Mission Control. We're all on remote locations. And so you being the king of the drops, it's been a tough spot for you because Bogus specifically is on a delay. He's on a slight, maybe quarter second, half second delay. With that, you know, he'll step all over the drops. Then then us will also be on maybe a microsecond delay as well. So has it been tough to try to figure out you know where to drop them. It is. It's very tough. Usually, you play conservative in that in that role, especially with bogus. You can't really do much with the drops unless it's something really obvious or or a music bed or something to that nature. But it's tough. I've I've held back a little bit just to see how it how the uh, the chemistry can flow with the three locations. It's tough. But there's moments where I'll I'll be able to get in there with a couple of drops that usually make a fun of Mraz. But but yeah, it's 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 a challenge. It's a big challenge just from the logistics standpoint, and and that's going to happen for a foreseeable future with anything like that. And we we do our best, and uh, you know what, we put out a good product as as much as we can. Yeah, I think you know you've you've tried to drop the fishing line in to see if it'll work here and there. And, you know, I think that's the I think that's the right idea to just see slowly but surely. Let's just see what works, when it works, how it can work. But it's a tough situation because, you know, in person, we are all on such the same wavelength and page and our timing is so crucial. And then when you split everybody up into four different locations, it can be quite the challenge. But I think we're doing well. And uh, I'm happy with the shows. I'm proud of the shows, too. So um, so I think it's been good stuff. Well, I'm looking forward to listening to the WrestleMania PGP, buddy. Well, I hope I hope you enjoy it. I hope, it's, I hope a fan out there that doesn't know much about wrestling gets into it and is able to enjoy it. And just for anybody in general, you're sitting at home, it's, uh, you're probably bored out of your minds with trying to look for new things, new content. I hope this helps along with our uh, great programming as well. Yeah, I hope so, too. And I think that if sports fans are into wrestling, then WrestleMania being available this weekend is a real breath of fresh air. Just have something. So to have that coming up and somebody to break it down like yourself is going to be pretty cool. All right, good deal, Pete. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, DA. You got it, buddy. This is the PGP. We'll see you next week. Until next week, the Permission Granted Podcast disconnects. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.